The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Substandards, sponsored by the Black Tux. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just like in a podcast and search for Substandard, you'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review. Gentlemen, how are we? J-V-L. Man alive. I'm fired up. What's going on? I got so much to talk about. Do you guys have time for stories? This is like a bonus expanded episode. Go it's for gonna it. It's going to be a long episode. Oh, this is going to be such Strap a long episode. In, folks. So I had a story that I want to share with you guys. Okay. Uh, and it's going to sound like it's a story about my kid, but it's <laughs> not. It's really a story about me, which makes it awesome. That's what every writer says when they write about their kids, by the way, but go ahead. So uh, so a little bit of history. This is a long story. I have to give you a little bit of history. Uh, I have in... Uh, Papa Agassi mode been preparing my son to be a dominant baseball player since he was about four years old. And I refused to allow him to play T-ball and Little League and all of that stuff because I feel like that ruins kids as as baseball players. And what they really need is intense repetition on fundamentals. And so he and I spend an hour or two every day almost Mm -hmm. outside throwing and catching and fielding and pitching. We've been doing this again since he was about four years old. And my plan, because I'm selfish, also the other reason I didn't want him in Little League is I didn't want to have to drive him around everywhere. So my plan was to unleash him in middle school when the school would cart him around and I wouldn't have to deal with it. And then he would emerge like Athena from from Zeus's head as a fully formed adult. And he would just crush. All these kids have been playing baseball together since they were five years old. Would be like, who is this kid? Oh, he's awesome. That was the plan. The plan didn't quite work because this year, Cody was dead set on playing Little League and he wouldn't shut up about it and wanted to play, wanted to play, wanted to play, wanted to play. I said no because I'm tough. And then uh, one of his best friends who is a pretty good player, a slot opened up on their team and his dad came and said, you know, Cody was over at our house and they were throwing around in the backyard and uh, I didn't know that he had an arm like that. Please let him play. Please let him play. So Cody has joined the Little League team. And like Johnny Manziel before him, he is there to wreck the league. He's batting about 950. He, we're now halfway through the season. He has yet to give up a hit on the mound. He is like a man among boys. It's insane. I never imagined that my kid, I, he is, and I'm not, I'm no fooling. He's the best player in the league, and it's not even close. All these other kids are like, who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Totally dominant. You remember last episode, I mentioned that I had to guest coach. Well, uh, Cody, Cody went to the mound midway through that game, and he came out a little bit wild. And uh, so he walked his first three batters. Oh, he's pitching? Yeah, yeah, he's pitching. He's a, as I said, he's a dominant pitcher. When he when JBL said he hasn't given up a hit. Don't don't worry. <laughs> what did you think sports did? I thought what did we you were think talking about basketball. Oh, okay. okay. He's hit a lot of threes. 
a lot of field goals. Continue, please. He comes out wild, and uh, he 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 walks the first three batters, and then the next batter, he uh, hits in the head with a fastball. It uh, it's kind of ugly. So the kid goes down in a sack. Is he wearing the the, the helmet? He's thing? wearing the helmet, yeah. but it was. I mean, that sound is unmistakable. Yeah. And Cody, to his credit. Cody sprinted off the mound mm-hmm. to home plate and got to the kid before the kid's coach even got there. He was deeply concerned. The game stops for 10 minutes. The kid is carted off. He later goes to the hospital. <laughs> well, you, what you missed, though, was Cody whispering into his ear, next time back to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> so the game finally uh, Don't wink, resumes, and Cody goes up to the mound, and I go back to the dugout, and he motions over to me. And he says, take me out. And so I say, blue, time. Put up my hands. The umpire calls, time out, time. I walk up to the mound and I say to Cody, what's going on? And as I get there, Cody's standing on the mound crying. And he says, dad, you got to take me out. I don't want to ever pitch again. I don't want to ever hurt somebody like that again. That was awful. And you, as Andre Agassi's dad said, Cody, there's no crying in baseball. As God is my witness, I said that to him. Excellent. I said, there's no crying in baseball. Did anyone else notice he was crying? I don't think so. Okay. And uh, he's, he said, what do you mean? I said, this is baseball. There's no crying in baseball. You just. And I'm not taking you out. Mm-hmm. You're not coming out of the game. You're going to stand up here on this mound, and you're going to finish the inning. And you're either going to get three outs, mm-hmm. or you're going to give up five runs, because that's the mercy rule they play in this little league. Did you do the fancy hands? I did. Just now? Uh-huh. I said, and I, I said to be honest, I don't care which it is. I, I, I have no preference one way or another. But the rest of your team is up here, and they depend on you as the pitcher to get them through the inning. So that's what you're going to do. And I handed him the ball back. I slapped him on the ass, and I said, go get him, buddy. And I walked back to the dugout. You know what he did? He struck out the next three batters and then came in the next inning and struck out the next three batters on 15 pitches. Tough love. I don't toot my own. I don't often crush parenthood, mm. but I crushed that mother. <laughs> there. That's why I'm so fired up. And it gets even better because last night's game, Cody comes in uh, in relief. The team is down. Uh he is so dominant and is pitching hard inside. All the other kids in the league now know who he is. And he throws a strike inside, and the kid literally bails out of the batter's box, even on a strike, and the third base coach calls out to him, you got to hang in the box there, buddy. He's not going to hit you. Oh, my gosh. Well, no it promises. Was, <laughs> that's what I thought. You could see the kid look back I at mean, his coach like, have you heard about yeah. this guy? You know, controlled aggression <laughs> is an important thing in baseball. I mean, this it is was, the Nolan Ryan phenomenon, right? Yeah. It's so great. It's Good so great. I, I can't even tell That's you great. how much That's pleasure good. I get watching him just wreck this league. They're undefeated. They're not going to lose a game. Uh, there you go. It's crazy. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. How hopefully, are you guys? Hopefully his, like, the only problem here is if he, like, doesn't grow at the same rate as the rest of the kids. And if he just, like, stays the same size and every, like, this well, is he's what, a youth sports is, big like, kid. youth sports is just unfair mm-hmm. because yes. of the way yeah. kids grow. I, yeah. like, I, yeah. I, it's, yeah. he is a big, big kid. Yeah. So, and my guess is he'll wind up my size eventually. Uh, so, I think the limits will just be his arm. You know, I don't know what his arm will develop like, and but he's mm-hmm. already throwing, 
I haven't put a gun on him, but he looks like he's that's a radar gun, Vic. That's a, that's a ra- <laughs> he hasn't. He's not talking about like putting a gun to Cody's oh, head. He's like, you. throw as hard as you can. <laughs> throw as hard as you can. Well, you never know with him. When you he never, you never when know he brings the gas, it's fifty. I think about fifty or fifty-five miles an hour. That's great. Which is great. Is he going through the whole actual real professional pitcher motion? This is no underhand deal, right? Oh this is God. not like he's not looping it up like in uh, <laughs> League of Their Own. Was it League of Their Own? Oh, I'm sorry. There's no video to show me doing he gets, my thing. He actually we'll gets to the think. he I'll actually gets to the game riding on one of those old timey bicycles with the big wheel. <laughs> Cody actually has a handlebar mustache. And now playing for the Rockford Peaches. Okay. How are you, Victorino? Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's a little warm in here. It's a hot day, as you know. Because I am excited. That's you know what it is. That's the heat coming off of my excitement. This is a hot show. Um, let's see. Over the weekend, my we the whole family went to see the Avengers. The whole family. Um, and Gene? Uh, no. Gene's on Gene's vacation. Gene's the week off. Gene's, oh. Gene's like Gene, a, Gene's Gene can't a, be here every week. No, I feel like no. it should be more of a treat. We should make I, the I people tune agree. in. I know Matt Gertz mentioned this, but well, other Matt, people yeah. mentioned this. Media uh, Matters, who was watching the show closely, by the I way. Know. Wait, Congressman Matt Gertz? Congressman <laughs> Matt Gr- Gates? Gates? Oh, Gates. Congressman yeah. Matt Gates. Right. right. He's, a, he's a big fan of the show. So, uh, yes. Uh, he's up at the Berkshires. He's uh, vacationing. Uh, but the family went and was at, down at AMC Courthouse. Right, and so my concern—my old theater, yeah, your old theater. My concern, of course, was um, parking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> How do you know this? See, he knows it. I don't have to finish my sentence, as 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 we explained in the last episode. Uh, so I said, let's get there early. We can go get a, grab a bite to eat, and then we can go see the movie because it's the Avengers, and it's going to be sold out, and everyone that parking. You didn't lot, buy your tickets ahead of time. I, I did, I did. But in did terms you get the of, premium seating with the? Well, yeah, we, we got four seats in a row, second row. In the middle. Oh, great. Okay. Really good. But in terms of the parking at AMC, you know how it is. It's a mob scene, that, that parking lot. There's that parking lot behind. So, Well, but, it's like right next to the courthouse. Yeah, exactly. So like it's, exactly. You know, it's but, Sunday, uh, but you're on the weekend, though. It is. So it Sunday's be, free parking, yeah. but everyone's out and about. So, uh, in fact, They also have no, a parking garage. Uh, yeah, oh, it's all Which construction. validates... Oh, it's under construction. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, okay. So the whole that whole section was. Closed. Well, we know how Vic feels about paying for parking we know. underneath but movie as theaters. As we know, that one is free on Sundays. I would have allowed that to happen. So we uh, went around, but I found street parking, and then I uh, said, so, "Well, let's grab a bite to eat." It's only four miles away, too. But no, no, it's easy. It was right actually across the street. He actually well, just pulled back into his driveway. I was like, "All right, kids, we're <laughs> here. Start walking." He's some sodium that happened, and uh, we go to a couple places. Every place is booked. Like, oh, I'm sorry, we've been booked for two weeks ahead for brunch. Because, you know, the people got to go to brunch. Like Tupelo, honey. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a two-hour wait for brunch. And, what is this, uh, New York? To, well, this is what I'm saying. For brunch. I know, Sonny. Um, Has you brunch have, become a you DC have, you thing very, now? The way yes. The, the style section did a whole thing on brunch. You have very strong opinions on brunch, well, Sonny Bunch. Well, brunch is brunch. A, it, it's a garbage meal for trash people. <laughs> It's a, why do you want to, why is that? Why it, is that? Well, why it's just, it, it's the thing that, you know, the 20-somethings do because they're like, oh, we get to drink. Bottomless at, mimosas. At, we get to drink at 11 in the morning. Actually, well, no, it's like 1 in the afternoon because they're f- asleep until, you know, whenever. Oh, what uh, time is it? Uh, <clears throat> 13.30. <laughs> Sorry, I got to write down my notebook. Uh, but, like, I, it's just, it's, it, it, it is really, like, it is the worst manifestation of the childishness it of is, adults yes. in America circa 2018. We ended up at um, the four 
You'll know this because it's right up the road on Wilson Boulevard. I think it's uh, four provinces. The four provinces of do Ireland. Oh, the Irish courts? place. Yeah, four, yeah. yeah, the Irish place. It's not the courts of provinces. The four pieces in Connecticut. The Avenue. place that's next to TNR Cafe. Yes, which is the where, New Republic. Cafe. Which is what I, where I assume all the New Republic staffers go to eat. If I worked at the New Republic, that would be where I, I went. I can't believe you know the TNR. Ca- I made a joke about that to Kate. I said, "Oh, we can go to the New Republic Cafe." Uh, so uh, we go there. <laughs> they have this sort of a very poor man's buffet, breakfast brunch buffet, but that. That's fine. The kids just like pancakes and the whole thing. But it made me think about how much I love buffet, you know, versus like and, and breakfast buffet in particular. Breakfast buffet. Uh, and that was a very maddest thing in our family. We would always go like, oh, if there's a buffet, we got to go there. We got to go to Atlantic City, you know, the Golden Nugget. They've got a buffet. And we do this thing. And you, do, you, you would really try to beat, you know, like beat the house. You know what I mean? Like you want to try to make like make them lose money on your visit, right? And so we would do, and I was thinking about this, my breakfast buffet, and this is how it works in my mind, because I think about these things, which is, um, and by the way, this is the exact opposite of my wife and her family. That it would be a waste of money really? for them to go to buffet. They'd have like really? one little plate. Shocking. <laughs> Connecticut, one little plate. Oh, I'm done. I'm full. You know, I mean, I've actually seen my father-in-law come back from like surgery, you know, to the house and then just have a saltine cracker with peanut butter. Say, oh, that's my lunch. Well, he did. He was coming back from surgery. He may not have. It's not all of us <laughs> performing. Not performing. all of us gorge on, uh, you know, steaks after we get cut open. <laughs> no, performing. Oh, because oh, he's a doc. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so anyway, it would be a waste uh, with them. But our family, we really took advantage of this. And I just want to say, for uh, wanted to share my thoughts on breakfast buffet, how I go about it, in case anyone's curious. Um, you know, not now because I'm on the RG diet, but uh, I would start <laughs> with cold. You start with cold, right? Cured meats. Cured meats. Smoked fish, if they haven't, and I've been you to eat. places in Europe where they Cold, have. But this is a, like a bad value proposition. No, 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 no. I'm just getting. Hold the... on, I'm getting started. I'm just getting started. This is and like then... filling up on bread. This is no, the not, cheap at stuff not at all. They it's put all, out to distract all, no, you. No, 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 no. It's all proteins. So we get the cold cuts and get some cheese, right, and to start off a little antipasto, whatever it is, and and smoked fish if they have it. And then the second round is the main, right? So we're talking about eggs. Omelette bar, if there's nobody at the omelette bar. Now, you could switch the order. If you walk in and there's nobody there, go to the omelette bar. Oh, usually yeah. the if station, there's no line, you got to you know take the, the omelette station. station. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. People sure. ask for ridiculous things. So get the omelette. But I would not get the omelette and then get more eggs. That's just that's too much for me. Just an omelette. Also, the eggs are bad value proposition. I mean, what's the actual cost of an egg? egg Ten you know, cents? Right. And then sausage and bacon. Some potato. And then the third round is something sweet because you want to start savory and end with something sweet. So maybe a a pancake or a waffle or a pastry and coffee. I think it's very, maybe a little fruit. A piece of fruit. I'm sorry, I zoned out for a second. Did you mention yes. the omelet, the yes. make your own omelet bar? So you, here's, but yeah, here's, talk to me. here's my issue with the way that you have ordered this is that yes. the sorry. the the way I go about the breakfast buffet is you have to go up to the make your own omelet bar when it's empty. And when it's empty, that's like it, that's yeah. the so whole I, thing I, he just I, said. I, you were oh, zoned out. oh, okay, sorry, sorry, that's a priority. Never it never is mind. a priority. Sorry, sorry, people sorry, are nuts about it. Because that's the thing is that like like I'm not going to wait. I don't wait in line for anything. I'm not going to wait in line for food that I can just get for no line it's slightly later. It's very frustrating. Sorry. When you go Sorry. on vacation... I was actually just writing down an impromptu oh, ranking good. of buffets oh, while good. you were talking about Please. that. That's but why you know, I was Wait, hold on. I, love I, I would buffet. like to know, Victorino, you don't use the fruit as an aperitif between courses? No, 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 no. So, like, that's you finish one cleanser. course and then you just have, like, a end. couple slices of pineapple and a strawberry. No, no, like, no, no, like, in sort of the, the interlude. No, I, I like it at the end, like, maybe one... Square of honeydew, 
and they say, hey, you know what? I had a good the healthy- The cheapest melon? How <laughs> do you- di- I'm sorry. How do you propose to beat the house when you're gorging yourself on things which are of no value, uh, by, like honeydew and pancakes? By quantity. I go, these, I'm making like four trips. You got to focus on the meats, right? You got to focus well, on bacon. The, the I do bacon get a plate of bacon. Eggs. I get a big plate of bacon. A shrimp. Big plate of bacon. Oh, if there's shrimp, there's no question. Salmon. Yeah. But crab nothing, cakes, nothing, Benedict. But, well, yes, crab okay, cake, but, right? But then we're morphing into a general brunchish area. And if we do brunch, I will start with breakfast and end up with a regular brunch and you know, have lunch food afterwards, carving station, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you have a ranking? I do. I well, I was just working on one Please. because I didn't realize we we're going to be talking about no, this. I but, know I yeah. surprised everybody. Today. Uh, so if I was going to rank the buffets, breakfast would probably be last. Be it would be last on oh, my okay. list. But I I do like a good breakfast yeah. buffet. I just it like it kind of depends where you are. Breakfast is just kind of like a eh, meal Some, for me. It's, oh, I love breakfast you know, uh, on the cruise ship. Love breakfast. So that would be that's number four. Yeah, it was okay. I've I've picked four buffets okay. here. Okay. Number three number three will be the Brazilian steakhouse buffet. <laughs> Stuff. Fogo to chow? Yeah, like a fogo to chow or something. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of these restaurants. I would prefer to, so they're expensive. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like 60 bucks, mm-hmm. you, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of meat. Well, you you got to get the meat. Don't go for that salad. Right. You know, they trick you. Well, the salad, but the salad bar's it's so amazing. good. Exactly. Well, a, this is why lunch is better. I look because it's cheaper, but they mm-hmm. also have the salad bar. And they stuff. also have like amazing hot bread. They do this on yeah. purpose. Yeah. But uh, I'm not, I'm actually not a huge fan of the Brazilian steakhouse because I would prefer to just pay the same amount of money for one really nice cut of meat. You know what I like about the Brazilian steakhouse that you don't have to get up. That's true. So they you come just to you. Have a, you have a card. And say, please, keep you can it just coming. gorge. Yeah, no, and they just keep, keep coming. coming. Like the Kino of steakhouses. Yes, <laughs> that's right. All right, that's number right. two would be the Vegas style mega buffet that has everything. My like Bellagio. Problem, yeah, again my, again, my only real that problem with these is, is that they're sick. they're so expensive oh, it's that it's hard to turn it into a money losing proposition for them. Which is again always the goal when you go to a buffet. It's right, you, you but just it's like thirty five bucks for the Bellagio. No, it's more than buffet, that. Buffet wasn't it? I now it's more. I bet you it's more now. I mean, I went to the Cosmo buffet the last time I was in Vegas, and it was like fifty five or sixty bucks or something. Which like it was good. Don't get me wrong. I I have no regrets. But I like to gorge on the shrimp. Except for remember what happened in the movie uh, mm, go. go yeah, yeah. don't you get comped do they no longer comp people at buffets well i mean i don't get what Vegas. really I got to comped. comp i got comped. yeah that's your thing i got uh, comped that f- all you have to do is I talk got, about them on a web on I, the the podcast I got comped you know, thanks fit- to my friend yeah, well, at the win I, I got comped at fitzgerald's which is a really Wait, can we high do that? quality buffet well can we, can we can't can we do, do that, that uh, this guy kid thanks thanks to the mgm grand i uh uh uh, and number one, Chinese. Chinese oh, still the king yeah. of the buffets. It's hard to find so a good, good one. It's, it's hard so, to find I'm a good I'm telling you, man, the Bailey's Crossroad one. Yeah, okay, that's we'll the thing. go there. And that's the thing. Is it, it, you, it's oh, it's best value proposition cheap. by far. And I always end it with they have a little ice cream because usually they do have ice cream there. But you can have everything. You know, normally you want to talk about carb loading. You get lo mein and the fried rice. I mean, that's insanity. Of course, the best, the best value proposition is the hotel breakfast buffet because it's already included oh. in your room. Well, yeah. So That's it's great. you know it's free. there was one at uh, Orlando like the Marriott International I was giving some talk there for a Collegiate Network and it was the most impressive buffet I've seen better than the Mayflower back in the day do you remember uh, yeah, the well, Mayflower no, the breakfast price. buffet well, that we used to do? account the cost of that that was a very fancy we'd wake one. up we'd go we'd downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. It was We're so jokes. romantic. Jokes. I do romantic. I remember that. We don't, Just mm, joking, Yes, uh, but, but you know what? And I feel like they're obviously good. You know what I always thought was a good brunch that I'd never been invited to? The one after the... Like the Tammy Haddad. The it's not after, it's after, before. Oh, it's the Tammy Haddad. Yeah, the White, White House, House Correspondence, Correspondence Dinner. Yeah. Speaking of White House Correspondence Dinner, Sonny, how was your weekend? Yeah, so uh, I was at the White House Correspondence Dinner this weekend. Uh, 
I have to say, this is the second dinner that I've been to. The first uh, was the Stephen Colbert edition of the oh. White House Correspondents' Dinner. So, which was uh, when? When was that? That was 2006, I think. Uh, um, good old days. So, uh, yeah. So, I if you want a White House Correspondents' Dinner to be kind of a disaster in the room uh, and uh, and cause lots of hand sha- head shaking and hand wringing afterward. Make sure I'm there because I got I got your back. Uh, I, I you know I, I don't want to talk a ton about this because mm. God knows everybody's been talking about it all week. Um, I will Why? say that what it, happened. Well, so uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, the comedian Michelle Wolf was uh, was oh roundly, does she have a show on Netflix? Was roundly panned. She will be having a show on. She's a Daily Show correspondent. She will be having a show oh, on Netflix. Oh, Daily Show. It's like a, it's, it's uh, like the rite of passage for all Daily Show. Yeah, you basically you do the you do the White House Correspondent mm-hmm. Center and then you get your own show. Uh, uh, I I actually found the sh- I thought I thought it was actually more or less pretty funny in the room. I had no I had no real objections to it. The Sarah Sanders stuff was awkward because she's sitting right there, but uh, whatever. I mean, it, the 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 problem with this thing is they have no idea what they want. Either they want it to be a roast, uh, and it has to be but awkward she had for slave people. Slave girl changed to her. Who a Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. It's never mind. Uh, and, I'll explain it off air. Okay. Uh, and uh, you either you either have to make it a roast to make it like awkward for everyone all the time, or you have to not do that and make it a kind of a glad handy thing. And you, you what you can't do, and what they have done is they have this kind of on and off thing where, well, when it's a Republican president, they're pretty fair game, and then eight years of Barack Obama, nothing. Um, and this isn't this isn't a strict Democrat Republican rule, of course. Uh, uh, what's his name? The radio Don Imus trash. Oh yeah, Clinton famously in ninety ninety three or ninety four, yeah. whenever that was. Um, and so like, it, it, but you 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 have to just you have to either do it and go for it, or just get rich effing little to do it every year. You know, like mm-hmm. just uh, you yeah. know just Danny Gans or, or uh, Danny Gans. May he rest in peace. You know, or, is he uh, gone? Oh yeah. Did Wayne? you kill him? No. Oh no. Before the show, but uh, he was a uh, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. a, a, a premature death, okay, or uh, or Wayne Newton, or somebody. Yeah, you know, just get something. you get somebody to come in and, and kind of. He's a singer, Do isn't he? Yes, Wayne Newton. I think so. Okay, great. Uh, but Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, no, but I, this is my do point. Though. Like, it doesn't show. have to be a comedy. No. You can do. They you, did this. You just under, do, you just like one of, of the last years of the Clinton administration, following the Ibis fiasco, they had Aretha Franklin sing. There was no comedian. <laughs> Probably the best, best yeah. White House correspondent yeah, dinner ever. Yeah. Uh, and then also this week, so uh, you know, the, the dinner itself is fine. It's like it's fundraising food. It's you know, mediocre steak and mediocre fish and, for a lot you know, of free people. drinks and whatever. It was fun. I had a good time. I got to wear a tux. I got to be, I got to be very fancy. Uh, but did um, your tux have sh- elbow pads? No. No. no patches. No, it didn't okay. have elbow patches. Because you're so. picturing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, this weekend we watched Moana for, or I watched uh, Moana for the first time. My daughter. We'll talk about been, that in a minute. Has been, like has that. been, has been watching. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Do you? Do you? I'm do you, listening. Do you, okay. No, no, I'm listening. Uh, and, and, but I, it was very interesting to watch because it's an odd movie. It, it's an odd movie insofar as there's no real villain. There's that like sparkly crab who's in it for, but he's like almost Jermaine more Clement. comedic. Yeah, he's Jermaine Clement. He's very funny. It's he's it, very funny. Uh, and then there's like the kind of elemental force at the end. That's the that's actually just the island who wants her stone back or whatever. Um, so it's it's a slightly weird movie, but I did love it because it it's it is one of the great defenses of colonialism of our time. I mean, if you think about it. <laughs> Moana is just a little, she's just a little tiny Christopher Columbus. She wants to get mm-hmm. out there on mm-hmm. the waves and go from island to island and mm-hmm. spread her message. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got the gods on her side. Yeah. You know, granted, no. they're heathen pagan gods, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she, it's, it, it is about the innate human urge to expand 
and uh, uh, control more and more territory. So I like I'm pro this movie. It's great. It's very much like Polynesian, the game Civilization. If you're Kamehameha, from what other people tell me, I wouldn't know because I've never played. What was their special unit, Vic? Uh, I honestly, I've not played that Civilization. Really? No. It's, oh, but it's, it's, come it's, on. I don't want to say primitive because that would be offensive. But it's a it's an early Probably the outrigger canoe instead yeah, of a trireme. It's an early it's an early unit. I don't know the name of it. It's an early Probably, unit. Yeah. Plus, well, they, can, you keep they, they embark. They embark very early on. They, so they, anyway, they, I, you yeah, know, so. they didn't really get to any of the like mm. colonializing mm. the rest mm. of the islands no. that they show up at. But, but I am. I'm pretty excited for Moana two blood <laughs> sacrifice. You know, <laughs> when they go against the Fijians, Samoans, um, and you also had a uh, frozen birthday party experience, didn't you? Yeah, one of our friends. Uh, mm-hmm. It was his daughter's birthday. She had a princess party. Yeah. So all Which of our. Princess? Uh, or was it all princesses? Well, it was all princesses, but the princess who came to the princess party was Princess uh, Elsa, Queen Elsa, I guess. Like a professional, an adult. Like an, like an actual adult dressed up as Elsa to mm-hmm. sing songs. Vic, and... were you there? Uh, no, I wasn't, but a source tells me, Sonny, a source tells me that you later on asked Elsa uh, if she does bachelor parties. No, no. <laughs> no, I did not do that. That Thank source you. was Dan Helper. No, by the way. Daniel no. Helper. Uh, uh it was uh, it was it was weird. Mm-hmm. It was weird because you know she's like she's like a trained musician, so she's like singing and doing the songs, and, she... and she's also like hopping through the Disney canon. She was doing like Tangled songs and uh, Beauty and the Beast songs. Vic, I dare you to stand up right now. <laughs> no, my question is: Does she is she in in character the entire time? Also talking to grownups, or did she break character? Okay, favorite, I mean, <laughs> she was she was. Basically in character the whole time. I mean, there was there was like a little bit at the end where she was like, "Kids are so great, everyone." You know, so she's oh, just doing kind of like good. And and, and your daughter, everyone believed it that this was well, Elsa. The kids, I mean, who knows what the kids exciting. actually no. believe? But they all Santa. had a really good time. Well, you never know. No, when they're small, they could believe it's the real Elsa. They they all seem to have a very good time. They were entranced. Okay. Um, okay, so who gave the more dominating performance, Michelle Wolf or Elsa? That's what I want to know. Mm, well. Uh, Michelle Wolf's e- e- voice is still ringing in my ears. <laughs> She's like the female Gilbert Grot- Gottfried. It I mean, she, it, was, she was like, eh, eh, eh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, speaking of dominating performances over the weekend, Avengers: Infinity War crushed the box office with two hundred fifty million dollars, the biggest opening weekend in the history of mankind. In a distant second was A Quiet Place with ten point six million, and I Feel Pretty still hanging on there with eight million in third place. I think we all saw Avengers Infinity War, didn't we? I sure did. Three of us. I did. Uh, JVL, uh, you have uh, Infinity War thoughts? Yeah. Can we? Okay. Can Good we? luck. I hope this works. <laughs> comic book events are the best. If and if you don't read comic books, what happens is it, lo- it all started in 1984 with Marvel's limited series, The Secret War, or or maybe DC's Crisis on Infinite. Look, comic book events are the best because all of the heroes fight. Okay, that's what happens. They fight, and then. Um, <laughs> Asgard crashes into Oklahoma, and and then they fight again, and then some character you love dies, and it's really meaningful. Oh, okay, or there's a multiverse, and they, all of these other Earths have lots of heroes, and they need, have to collapse all of the multi into one universe, okay, and so they fight, 
and when and someone you really care about dies or okay or the heroes they all of them get really mad at each other and then and then they fight and then someone dies but then they're in different teams for like a year and it's so great because they have so many of the heroes fighting and the reason the comic book events are the best is because normally in a comic book you only get a few heroes fighting and that's okay but when then you have lots of heroes fighting it's more awesome because you don't even need to worry about a story or characters or anything because there's just so much fighting and they have all the heroes and then like a movie like the dark knight rises they're only like two heroes and they only fight for like part of the movie and then but okay but Avengers Infinity War has all of the heroes and they fight all the time and that's why it's the best superhero movie ever thank you thank you um, was that James Halliday question. it kind of was Halliday-esque question uh, which is the best comic book fight movie ever the Avengers Infinity Wars yeah okay <laughs> that's what I thought okay thank you back to the androids dungeon you go you know who I thought was actually good? I re- honestly, I thought Josh, I really like Josh Brolin as Thanos. I thought he was a really good fit. You know what else is a good fit? The Black Tux. It's the easy way for guys to rent suits and tuxedos online. They have amazing new selections. If you haven't checked out the Black Tux in a while, you've missed out on a lot. They've got a new complete look and suit essentials for all of your upcoming spring events and weddings. Now you can look as great as your date. The Black Tux makes stepping up your style for a wedding or special event easier than ever before. So you can make sure you look as great as your date. Again, I tried on the Wrigley suit. It was great on me. And of course, our now former intern, Graham Piero, he got a black tux for the dip ball. And so did his friend. And it was a perfect fit. So whether you're going for a stylist selected outfit or building a custom look, the Black Tux has tons of new suits and tuxedos to choose from for your big spring events. The Black Tux is always changing up their looks, making it fun to try out different suits and tuxedos. Even if you have your own suit, switching it up with the Black Tux is always a great idea. And with their new fit algorithm, you don't have to awkwardly measure yourself or ask a friend for your uh, for help. The Black Tux does it for you. Plus, the Black Tux free home try-on lets you see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before the event. And remember how simple returns are. Wear it, turn heads, then send it back three days after the event. Shipping is free both ways. Stand out at your event for the right reasons with the Black Tux. To get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash substandard. That's theblacktux.com slash substandard for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered. And that's it for the show this week. Tune in next week for Sunny Bunch's review of The Avengers. No, ah, just kidding. just kidding. We wouldn't do that to you. We wouldn't just stop the show right in the middle after without you know, telling without, you that with, it's a part one of without, part two. Without telling you that it's a part one, or without you know, Sunny uh, Bunch will return in really, the substand. Really finishing what we're doing here. You know, I'm like some, I'm like some people out there. Some studio, like exactly. some studios out yes, there. That's right. So uh, we all have, I think, a lot of thoughts <coughs> on the Avengers. Uh, Sunny, did you want to give also a some kind of a review of sorts? Yeah. So we're definitely gonna. So this is a spoiler-heavy episode of the Substandard. If you've not seen the I'm movie, sorry, do I get nothing for my bit? <laughs> that was great. That was great. I told you. Back to the Android's dungeon. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. You. Bit. Uh, 
I'm sorry, I didn't realize we had to do a round of applause every time well, someone you know, did a bit. After my ju- the reception here. Johnny Ivy got, I've been a little bit, you know, up in my head about this stuff. What's he talking about? I don't know. What was Johnny Ivy? That, that was like the Australian <laughs> accent. Uh, 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 so, uh, Avengers Infinity War is a movie of sorts. It's kind of a movie. There's there's like uh there there is a a a action on the scene and there's there are jokes, there's quips, lots yeah, of banter. I like the writing, the banter was good. Um here's here's the thing about Avengers Infinity Wars. I have no idea how to review this. A lot of people have no idea how to review this. AO Scott basically wrote what what amounted to a like a a an essay about how he is filled with ennui about his career and the state of cinema um, rather than a review of this film. Uh, Richard Brody was like, they just introduced the characters and nobody has any idea what, what's going on. Uh, the problem with this film is that there is a good movie in it. If they had just made this a movie about Thanos, if this had been, mm. if they had made like, you know, remember Captain America, the first Avenger or Iron Man or whatever, just like a straight up Thanos origin story mm-hmm. where you follow the beats of his uh, uh, attempts to capture the stones and also his relationship with Gamora and Nebula and kind of how that plays with with Quill and those guys. I think that could have been a successful narrative feature film with an emotional arc and it kind of subverts the idea of these Marvel movies where you could even, you end it you 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 begin it with his attack on Xandar instead of instead of skipping all over all that. I mean like it's it's a very weird movie insofar as you have this whole giant action scene and a movie filled with action scenes they're like, "Ah, we don't need that. We need 15 minutes about Thor making a f-ing axe." You know? Um so What time is it? 35. But it's it's an axe and a hammer. It's an axe and a hammer, and it calls the Bifrost. It's magic. So uh, plus Peter Dinklage. Plus Peter plus Dinklage. Giant dwarf Peter Dinklage. Giant dwarf yes. Peter Dinklage, which is like of kind of a meta crazy. meta joke about him being a short person. Yes. Uh, but anyway, if you would have, there is a, there is a successful Thanos movie in this where you just make Thanos the straight up protagonist and watch how he accomplishes all his goals, like we've watched. Captain America, Thor, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, etc., accomplish all of their goals, and it and it, that is that could be a successful movie with an actual narrative arc and actual emotions. And instead, what you get is this thing where everybody gets about five minutes of screen time, everybody gets to make a joke, and then they end it uh, as you know, as we kind of joked at the beginning of the segment. It's 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 part one. I mean, originally this was going to be no, they're all really dead. Eventually, look, I understand Marvel just made one point one. Right. billion dollars with Black Panther 1.3. four weeks ago. Yeah. But they're done That's with it. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. never going to make no more that money again not, because not, they've killed Black Panther exactly. for real for forever. For real, forever. And this is this is the problem with the movie is that it, it ends on this... It, it, uh, I think Jason Bailey over at Flavor Wire called it fraudulent of an ending and it, it is I mean it just it is it is nonsense it, it, you, 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 I, I saw people talking about how they were crying when Spider-Man died and I'm like if you if you cried at this you deserve to be sent to a prison for the rest of your life 37 um, Pop Sugar had a piece that was like you know the five uh, deaths which made me the saddest or something like that. Yes. Well, our uh, colleague, Sonny, Steven Gutowski, said when he went to see it, there were kids crying at the end of that movie. Yeah, well, kids should be allowed to cry at the end of this movie. If you're 12, 
mm. which is the proper age f- to cry mm. about mm-hmm. fake comic book deaths and believing in comic books. But right. that would be that would be acceptable. There's if you're no crying in comic books. But but if you if you if you have any idea what you're doing as a human adult mm-hmm. in the the year 2018, you should right. know that this is nonsense. Now here's the interesting question. Here's the only thing I actually will be angry about if they. Uh, if they renege on is if Gamora comes back to life. Basically, anybody who's wiped out at the end in like the kind of dissolve, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you bring those people back, that's fair game. The ones who went Voldemort style. But the people people who who actually died, so So if they bring Loki back or Gamora back, cheats. Those are Mm -hmm, cheats. mm -hmm, As mm -hmm. opposed to this, which is just like, it's just like, the narrative end, it's the midway point. And I, there, again, there were things I really liked about this. I liked the final shot of Thanos kind of staring off into the sunset, his mission accomplished, mm-hmm. his daddy's going to throw back Much like in the uh, Bacardi and Coke and just uh, enjoy the empty universe, the Paul Ehrlich guys. He's going to live his best created. life. I, so, I, you know, this, it's a bad movie. I'm glad you said that. It was funny to me to see Paul Ehrlich turn into a comic book villain. Well, I mean, it's, it is a... It's literally. Just, I mean, it's literally just Paul Ehrlich. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is you know, he's your nemesis. And he's like, he, here he is. He's a big purple Paul Ehrlich. I was going to say great. Paul Kennedy. <laughs> Paul Kennedy? Paul Kennedy also had these books about overpopulation oh. and things like that. But this is my thought was that if Thanos had only read your book, uh, Jonathan... Then he would have been... He would have understood like, labor economics. I don't need to halve... The universe's population, because it's actually, uh, we're not having that kind of a problem. You would think the reality stone could uh, conjure up more food for people. Yes. I don't know. No, I mean, that was really, I mean, it's based on a false premise for him, because he thinks that there are these issues. But maybe it is on his planet. I I would push back into this slightly, in that I think the character of Thanos is not inherently interesting enough to sustain a story by itself. I, I do not like the Thanos, or at least as written in the comics. The the Thanos stuff, I know Continenti's a huge, huge Thanos fan. Yes, he is. Uh, I, I, it never grabbed me. He doesn't, he's just too powerful, too omnipotent. All of his like sad sack stuff, of, you know, as he grows up and the, the tragedies, it didn't, just didn't do it for me. The you, two the two powerful thing is an issue because if I'm I'm watching Black Widow and and Falcon uh, and and Peter Cole, really they're gonna stop him because that, that, how are they gonna stop anything or 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 Bucky Barnes? So did with you, his machine gun? Did, but but That's his a machine arm, gun of the but, arm. What what did you what did you think? Vic? Okay. Did you not like no, it? You were, like everything? I do. I do. <laughs> if you remember, when I used to review movies for the Weekly Standard. I think every movie I reviewed was great. Um, but four stars. <laughs> no, it's really why Gene was my role model. I liked that it all. That was me, by the way. But, you know, you, no one could tell. No one could tell. Uh, the uh, I, I liked it, but I could. I mean. There are aspects of the movie that I liked. I actually like the humor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I like that stuff. It's funny. It, 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 I think it works well. Um, I like Josh Brolin as Thanos. I think, he, I, again, I didn't read the Thanos in the comic books, but I thought he really carried uh, that role and made it much more interesting. Um, the end was a bit much, you know, when everyone goes Voldemort style and flakes off into, you know, nothing. But I understand. I, I understand what's going, which is, you know, as Mel uh, Brooks said in Spaceballs, you know, you know, hopefully we'll all meet up again in the sequel Spaceballs to the search for more money, you know, and that's what that's right. what this is. Right. I mean, this is Obviously. the 19th entry in a giant mega franchise that has grossed billions, billions of dollars. And like I, you, it's it's 6. hard. 6.3 billion. It is hard. Billion. It is hard to get upset about this because that is just what it is. Yeah, is that's what just is. what it is. That's it's a 6.3 that's just domestic, right? Domestic yeah. and that's as of now yeah, when yeah. this movie is done. Yeah. Uh, it will be closer to 7. Um I, I but I, to speak speaking to your Thanos point just briefly, uh 
I always thought Thanos was kind of a silly character in the comics as well, given that his motivation was to get laid from death, which is stupid. But this actually, I like. I actually liked his motivation here. I thought it. I thought it made more sense. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a a vast improvement on the character as opposed to the yeah. comic books. Well, yeah. somebody in was the New York Times wrote, you know, it was it was really brave of Marvel to give Thanos uh, a motivation which was itself good. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's he raises a lot of good points. He, he is Agamemnon. He's the he's the hero of Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, this is the mainstream. Can I, can I remember? He's Agamemnon because he sacrifices his daughter to achieve victory. Can I swerve or Stannis Baratheon? Go ahead, Swerve. Uh, my feelings on this are more complicated. Okay. okay. Um, I I don't uh, disagree that this is really just like the Avengers and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Uh, I don't disagree that there isn't really a story. It's, it's just a sequence of events. There's a beginning and a middle and an end, but no arc. It's just sort of a flat, linear progression. Uh, and for me, like the... There were some beats in it which just weren't earned. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, the Gamora Thanos thing, which you can see from five miles away. The idea behind that is right. It is not earned on screen. There is nothing to it. I mean, giving us 45 seconds of her as a little girl with him does not sell to us that this is a real thing for him. This, I, is, I, this is why the whole movie should have been about that. That's my... You can so that I, out. I, I don't disagree. Uh, the the love, the vision in in Wanda Maximoff stuff totally I, unearned. I I would I would rather gouge my eyes out than watch those scenes again. I just, what is the, you have a two and a half hour movie here? Why are we spending so much time with these people who we don't care about in at all? In Scotland, uh, yes, that so. said, and, and and it's a mess. Like so, why is Nebula here? Why is it, the the whole the whole Thor and giant dwarf Peter Dinklage thing is a digression that doesn't really need to be there. The answer is, uh, we need a giant hammer and an axe. So just like this is a movie, you can invent whatever you want. Just invent the giant hammer and an axe that's buried somewhere, and they find it. Like you don't need to go to floating the, in the fl- debris, fl- white star. Harness. The they need to harness, harness the power. Can yes. I? Can I? Can I interrupt? Just please. Since you mentioned the heart of the star, can we? Discuss how I uh, how it, the the power levels of Asgardians make no sense whatsoever. None. So oh, so Thor yeah. Thor like can some, survive deep space. space. Thor, survive space. Thor survives but Loki a vacuum has his of neck space. Broken. Well, he but he's not an Asgardian. He's like in a dark elf. Remember. Eh, so uh, but but also but no but but in that same scene, Idris Elba, whatever his mm-hmm. character's name is, mm-hmm. dies because he gets stabbed. Yes. So he gets stabbed and he dies. Yeah, but he's stabbed with some super special weapon. He gets stabbed mm-hmm. and he it's dies. It's like a plus seven dark sure. sword. Okay. He gets stabbed Mithril. and he dies. Um, but uh, Thor can just kind of float through space and also uh, in- endure the brunt of a star mm-hmm. directed entirely oh, on yeah. his body. Right on his body. For like a minute. Mm-hmm. And like he yeah. gets a little he gets a little singed. I just I they like the power levels in this movie don't make any sense and they're totally at the whims of the writers. That's bad writing. That's yes. bad action. You know what? Also, I think is a cheat is nanotechnology. Everything is nano. Oh, nanotechnology is like time travel. It is. It's, it's oh, just here's a the thing: the thing, thing to make anything I want exactly. happen exactly, and it comes out of Spider-Man's back, the the extra legs and the whole deal, and and other floating robot things, firing things, which has no relation, in my opinion, to to the actual surface area of like where are these things coming out of? It just, I just that, that drove me crazy. Nanotechnology, please. So all all of that said, there are some things the movie executes very well. I think the children of Thanos are truly very heavy. They establish them as heavy. Uh, and I am embarrassed to say this, 
but I found all of the deaths at the end kind of vaguely affecting. I listen to me. I I did not expect this reaction as I was sitting there in the theater munching my popcorn because it was a cheat day. Uh, I yeah. thought to myself, I will forget about this movie five minutes after I'm in the car. And instead, the opposite happened. I would say the movie, and especially the tone of the movie, which it gets again right. You never, you just feel unrelenting. God, the bad guys are winning everything here. Uh, that tone kind of stayed with me for like a couple days, which does not often happen. Okay. And I don't think it's about the movie. I think it is about what the Marvel Cinematic Universe sort of means to us in our lives. And without noticing it, I think it has come to mean something to people in the way that the comic books mean something to people who cared about the comic books. Like, you know, when this all started, uh, I did not have, like, children. You know, like, I was just a different place in my life, and these these movies have been there, you know, once a year or twice a year at every stage of my life since then. And seeing all of these characters pass away, even though I know they're not actually passing right. away, yeah. just sort of hit me in a way that stayed with me and that's did you get a little teary-eyed when no, spider-man no, died on. no come no. on i don't mean because that i, th- I don't I mean felt that i thought that was very emotional he was very tom holland was very good i just well, mean holland that the, is great tom yeah, holland tom is holland fabulous he's, he's really good uh, but i the, guess i guess better than andrew garfield that's the <laughs> okay i i felt that the movie sort of lingered with me in ways that i did not expect it to in which i suspect it probably resonated with other people as well I don't, I don't know what how did you feel about uh, how did you feel about mantis i don't know vic what do you think about mantis is she japanese vic i thought she was but she's french but as you said she's actually french indochine and did you look her up on the google machine not only a couple times on google image but no she's uh and i i like her with the things on the uh, uh with the things the things antennas antennae antennae and and i love what her. about her voice i think it's soothing and she makes you feel good if she touches you. I think that's great. Go to sleep. Oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> You'd be asleep in 90 seconds. <laughs> if only I had that power. Anyway, uh, wonderful. I loved her. And uh, I hope she comes back again. But the question is this. This is my question. Are we looking at a Superman, Christopher Reeve Superman uh, resolution here, which is a cheat, which is let me just go back in time and then everything is, well, no. obviously Iron Man, he was left there no. for a reason. Doctor Strange said there's only one way out of this. We're gonna Do you go want backward. the spoiler? Really? They stole the reality stone. So when they were on Titan having the big fight with Thanos and they were trying to pry off the glove and blah, 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 they weren't Tony doing Stark. that. Tony Stark. Stole. Tony Stark and Spider-Man and Mantis and Peter Quill, blah, 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 blah. They weren't actually trying to steal the whole Infinity Gauntlet. They were just trying to get the reality stone out. Because with the reality stone, they could alter what the reality around them. And the only way to win was to convince Thanos that he had won, so that he headed off into, and this is going. So all these people are only dead in the alternate reality they created. And then when they undo that alternate reality. Not the reality, time stone. Everything. The time stone was Doctor Strange's thing. Yes, you can go I, bad. I, I, my belief is here that this is all. They actually reality secretly stone. now possess the reality stone. Did we stone. see that it was missing from his gauntlet? No. Doesn't he have to need all the stem to, to do the snap? Only for it to, to be real. If they are sort of in his head the whole time and creating, giving him what he wants to see, then he is seeing what they, in the same way that they saw when they came into the, the Benicio del Toro place, whatever, like, nowhere. Oh, nowhere. 
they were only seeing what he wanted them to see. Right. He is only seeing which. What by he the did. way, there was an Easter egg there. Did you read about that? Uh, I'm I'm the one who who sort of found oh, not found it, did. but I I, no, I, I, mean, I didn't I, see the Easter egg. What I saw was in the I. credits. Right. That's me a, that's too. What I, I saw it in yeah. the credits yeah. too. I saw and the Kate did too. I was like Arrested Development. Right. Yeah. But apparently, by it's the um the brothers, the Russo brothers. Yeah, and I you know what I what I. Misses, I don't you know, like. I don't actually care about the Vision or Bucky or T'Challa or Peter Quill or even Doctor Strange, but I really like Loki. I really like Gamora. Do you, can I say something about Zoe Saldana? Sure, she's a great freaking actress. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I mean, she's you can put she's her really in good. green makeup yeah. with a bunch of she just ridiculous deliver. prosthetics on her face in a nothing role in a crazy movie and she finds an emotional center of things. This is this is why it is a much, much better Guardians of the Galaxy movie than it is mm. an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would this not is, disagree with this that. Is, yeah. this, this, again, uh, she's so great. She's great. Josh Brolin is great under all that CGI. He yeah. is. He like actually the acts. Voice. And the voice, but oh, also yeah, the face. Great. I mean, Love it's it. like, he, he they're, they're, everything about this movie that revolves around Thanos being on the screen and doing things and having mm-hmm. uh, emotional beats worked for me. And if it had been two hours and ten minutes of that, I would have I would have been thrilled yeah. with yeah. it. Would've, I would have been yeah. thrilled with it. Don't but need it's, two it's hours forty six. It's not that movie. It's just it's it's a it's a mess. It's a narrative mess mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it doesn't matter. But it didn't affect you. And but it, what, but it, it doesn't really, matter. Here's the question though: How will audiences react when Marvel undoes this? Will there be a sense? Will mass audiences respond to this the way comic book audiences responded to the death and sleep of Superman? Because when that happened, comic book audiences they didn't back. say this, mm-hmm. but they just wa- they just walked away from it. Mm-hmm. They just left and said, "I no, I am not interested in this." And this is the the Max Landis thing. You know, they didn't they break they broke death. Right. You break the comp. You are breaking your mm-hmm. pact with mm-hmm. the audience. And I wonder. This is actually a very risky thing for Marvel to do. I wonder whether or not audiences will be willing to stay with them when they reveal that they too have decided to break the concept of death within their universe. Not that they haven't already done that with Phil Coulson, because it turns out that fans like Phil Coulson, yeah. and so they brought him back. But well, I mean, the, Coulson, the question, yeah, the question will be. I mean, my 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 only thought on your theory on the Reality Stone is the next Avengers film will feature the actual death and removal from the universe of probably Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Because they can't afford them. Because <laughs> they can't <laughs> they, afford them. Because and their their contracts, contracts are up. And and yeah. but like so, my my guess. I, I don't I don't like doing predictions and guesses and all that. But my guess that. is that in the next Avengers movie, the original Avengers, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man, come together, uh, find some way to team up with probably Captain Marvel and uh, reverse all of this and bring back the other heroes that we lost to life and also right. the rest of the universe. So their sacrifices, we lose these four heroes for the other heroes plus half the universe. So it's a noble, you know, great sacrifice, whatever. Uh, so I assume that that is what will happen and that will keep audiences from truly rebelling. Prior, This to, is like a head yeah. fake. Yeah. Prior to Avengers 4, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out, but that, we don't know if that is before when that takes place. Well, I'm, I'm right? actually kind of curious about this. So are they going to do the comic book thing where, you know, like in comic books where you would have a panel that says, this takes place before the events of right. Infinity War. Same thing with Captain four. Marvel because that'll come right. out That's, also well, before Avengers Well, Captain four. Marvel is set in is the 90s. 90s I yeah. Think, yeah. So. It, it is interesting. I do wonder if they're going to live with this world for a couple movies before they unmake it or if they're mm-hmm. going to feel like they have to unmake it in the next big tentpole flick. 
uh, which Ant-Man is not and which Captain Marvel is not. Those are the smaller, well, like but, Doctor Strange, well, smaller so, movies. So you have Ant-Man, then you have Captain Marvel, then you have the next Avengers movie. Yeah, that's right. Is that, is that where we are? Yeah, we have nothing in between that. Yeah. of it. Oh, well, then they'll, yeah. So they'll undo it in the next Avengers flick. And, How do you and, feel about Captain Marvel? Would you prefer Brie Larson or Alison Brie? <laughs> Alison Brie Larson. I don't know. You know, I so I my feelings about Captain Marvel are that I the only time I've ever found her interesting is when she is living within the same universe as Jessica Jones, at which point the two of them and their relationship is so great. Because do you guys have you ne- no. no never read the Jessica Jones no. alien? <laughs> so what happened? Was say, go back to because I know who I'm talking to now. Uh, right, yeah. So the the so so Jessica Jones is a an Avenger for like five minutes in the early '90s, and she is the worst superhero ever. And she is underpowered, and her mm. she's a train wreck of a person who just can't hack it. And Captain Marvel is uh, essentially like the Superman, the Clark Kent slash Superman yeah. of superheroes, which she just got everything together and is super and they become like best friends but it's like your best friend in high school when one of you is like failing out of votech and the other is going to harvard mm. but you still remain best friends anyway well, that's interesting. and it's great like the shtick between the two of them is so fantastic and so well, that's the only that's... time i've ever liked captain marvel and i hope that jessica jones is I, in i hope we have that to look movie. forward to um can i can i ask you a question please so how hey. much did natalie portman hate being in marvel movies i'll rewind that <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> Everybody in the world came back for this flick, mm-hmm. except for Natalie Boy. Even Gwyneth Paltrow, whose contract was up, yeah. came back oh, for right, 30 of course. seconds of yeah. this. You know I forgot didn't. about her in Thor. You know who yes. else didn't come back? Jeremy Renner. Hugo Weaving. Uh, that, not true. Oh, yeah, that was Red not Skull. Hugo. That, that was, was not Hugo that was Weaving? Not Hugo Richard Weaving. Marquand or something. Oh, it was he was not. doing a Hugo Weaving impression. But he was, because I thought it was Hugo good. Weaving. Yeah. Sounded like it. He nailed He's the Hugo Weaving voice, uh-huh. but it was not Hugo Weaving. No, he was. Hugo Weaving was back in The Red Skull there makes no sense. It, it makes no sense having well, the Red gets, Skull be there. He got there. transported Except, by the Space when we, when we watched Captain America uh, with with Michael for the first time, Michael said, I bet you he's not dead. He's somewhere else. Yeah. And then when we watched it in the theater, he leaves over because I told you. We've been waiting for him to come back for 16 movies. Right. <laughs> Why has he been transformed by, into the Soul Stone into, Keeper? Into the Grim, the grim it, Reaper? It, yeah, like the it doesn't matter. It looks like death. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So the answer is I kind of like this movie and do you know who loved the movie who you, you don't oh, want to guess a pod. apparently oh, yeah john, pod john, john I loved it yes it be, of course he loved it because it's nothing but jokes and shtick for you know <laughs> no, well, it's, it's not good. no there's a, no. there's a lot of fighting did you notice all the fighting there was fighting. some fighting i i do say do want to say i think that this because there is no arc to it will have very low rewatchability that's what I was going to yeah. say. How many people want to come back to watch that again, to so go through first, that experience? The first Avengers, I think, is an incredibly, I've said this before, I will say it again, an incredibly rewatchable movie because the trick it manages is giving all five of the characters very real character arcs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's that's what is so engaging about it. Like, you're watching progress and there are emotional payoffs everywhere. This there's like one emotional payoff, and it's it's the idea of death and loss. Yeah. And anybody who knows anything about comic books understands going in that it isn't really death and loss anyway. And so I just don't know that. 
anybody is going to want to come back to I this. Agree. I agree. You want to rewatch an Avengers movie I'll, five years from yeah. now? I don't think it'll yeah. be this. Edge sit through two hours and forty six minutes with that ending. I don't. I mean, it was. It's important for people who are into these movies to have seen the movie, but I don't know about going back. It's exhausting. So, so and I'll be is, curious to see how it does next weekend. But this is the real thing, right? Is that it is? I be, we'll get to that in a second. This is the real thing about this movie, right? Is that it is. It is a a. It is not a feature film. It is a episode of a TV show. It is. Yes. It is a connective tissue in a comic. I mean, it, it really. It is like it, it. It does not work as a standalone film. No, it's not Just, a it story. Can't. It's why. not a story. And, and it I don't is know, a bridge you, for a product. It is. How do you mm. I, like? It's very. It's a very frustrating thing to deal with as a critic because I like. If you take it on its own terms, mm-hmm. it is. I guess a successful film, but its own terms are stupid and anti-art. So I don't, I don't think you can really take it on its own terms. I think that's that's exceeding to evil. Right. And uh, I'm uh, evil. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's an. It, I, so I've been. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The the mm-hmm. but the the I but it it is you are you are just giving into like the forces of of nonsense. And I'm not I'm not a nonsensical person, JBL. I'm a serious person. Do you know what the average domestic gross for a Marvel movie is? Uh, let me. I, I actually did know this at one point. Is it two eighty? Three twenty nine. Three hundred twenty nine million is it's the crazy average. average. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> These things. It's incredible. I I will say it is also. It. It is a, clearly the case that Marvel knows what they're doing. That they are hiding the football on this. With not, you know, unlike uh, the Hobbit Part One and Part Two, or Return well, remember they renamed it. They when they initially announced this slate, they called it Avengers: Infinity War Part One, and then one year later, Avengers: Infinity War Part Two. Right, and they changed that. They were like, "Oh no, we can't do that." They we are don't. hiding the football on what they have done here, and this is why, again, I think they risk an audience backlash here. Um, that. No, Again, people won't say that they, you no. know, ah, I, mean, I feel no. cheated. Because they, they know, they know Black Panther has to come nobody, back. Nobody you know. wants T'Challa to be dead. Nobody wants no. Spider-Man to be dead. No. Nobody no. wants, I mean, everybody wants those characters back. Everybody wants the Groot and Rocket and, back. And, and, and Falcon. Really I just want, you know, I want Gamora and Loki and Nick Fury and Maria Hill. And, and Where's I, my Nick Fury, yeah. Maria Hill movie? And Mantis. Oh, Vic, do you want I Mantis want Mantis back? And Maria Hill, is that, is that, uh, is that, uh, that was uh, that was the uh, lady who was Corby Cummer? Nick, Nick Fury. Yes, Corby that's Cummer. Corby Cummer. Oh, that's right. good. I hope she comes back. Okay, I think we need to move on. Do we? Yeah. Well, well no, you have any do other we, thoughts? Do we think? Do we think do this movie thoughts? will? Uh, how? How? What do we? What do we think the end result of this in terms of grosses? Because really, the only interesting way to talk about this movie it's is funny. as a product. Yeah. And as a, uh, I mean, it made it 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 made the most money globally. Ever in a weekend mm-hmm. by a giant margin yeah. by like 130 yeah. million dollars, yeah. and it hasn't even opened in China or Russia right. yet. Right. So I like I this the the ceiling on this is what two and a half billion dollars. I don't know internationally, uh, domestically. I mean, with just a three multiplier, it's at it seven fifty. Yeah, seven fifty, mm-hmm. which puts it as the number one all time by. Like ten percent extra. Yeah. I mean, a, a huge. No, I like it, Black Panther's at six eighty eight. That puts this at seven fifty. That's a. Mm. Well, like what's Avatar? Avatar is what? No, that's not the number one domestic. Oh right, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, looking at, I'm sorry. I'm looking at a different different list. Right. Um, the answer is a lot of money. Um, all the money 
in I mean, effect. I, I like I just I I I'm curious to see how it holds. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because I, mean, I don't know. Does it do, drop? Do, do well, people drop by forty percent next Bunch weekend? Bunch theory of restaurant quality. I might say that clearly this might be one of the greatest movies of all time. It's it's like of course the yeah. Chili's. Well, I mean, really, it's more like the McDonald's of the McDonald's yeah. of or, movies. Yeah. So it has the most money in the most yeah. theaters, well, just like Black Panther. I mean, so it must be. We are living. We're truly thing. living in a golden age of cinema right now. Force <laughs> Awakens, Black Panther. Uh, I still haven't seen that. Out of respect, I'm waiting for the uh, waiting for streaming. It's still doing it, it. I think oh, it dropped. Still, it dropped like one yeah. percent this weekend or something. But it's still, it's, yeah, it is, it's still there. It is, it's still it there. is lingering on. Yeah. This is my my. I'm I. Uh, this is why I think. Infinity War might have an issue uh, getting into that 700, 750 range is just because there's so much other competition. Oh, yeah, by the um, next I mean, couple. I mean, not next week. Not next week, not the week after next that. Next week belongs to the event. But then there's Deadpool 2, then Deadpool there's, the there's Solo, then That's there's, right. you know, every then every weekend after That's that right. for a while That's is a big right. event right. film. So okay. it's, it, it, has to, it has to do about $650 million these first three weekends, which it might. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It might. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. Plus the budget on this thing, which is, uh, of course, not mentioned on Mojo. But, I, I uh, wonder, how does this yeah. compare with the Justice League movie, budget-wise? Oh. Because this movie, what else do you want to say about it? I think they both it? cost... Like they, a million. I mean, you oh, see every so dollar yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I think they both cost $300 million. Mm-hmm. So, Are you, this was yeah. the same price tag as That's, Justice League? That is the number I've been seeing so i everybody at warner's looks, ought to lose their job yeah everyone right. every single person involved yeah. with that movie. <laughs> you didn't see the money on that my <laughs> god that's I mean, really yeah okay okay well, wow let's uh i think we need to move on hold on i'm looking uh uh oh she's got a very difficult name palm clementiev yes oh yeah i know i couldn't remember her Mantis. name Mantis. oh she's she's canadian Wonderful, just wonderful. She's she's not French. She's Canadian, yeah, born Canadian. in Quebec Canadian. City in mm-hmm. Canada. Mm. Canada, Canada. Delightful. Corrections, additions. Um, let me just say for our listeners, we are taking off next week. Yeah, we're taking a week off because there's nothing in theaters because it's just in we, Avengers we Infinity break. War. We just need a break from each other, uh, as well. Uh, Spirit- it's not. It's not you, kids. It's not it's, you. It's, it's us. It's mom and dad. We just we need to take a little bit of time. Spirit of the week is Filibuster, the Boondoggler. Thank you very much to our friends at Filibuster, which is out in Virginia. There are a bunch of distilleries out in Virginia now, and they're all booming. Please visit one, support Virginia distilleries. Um, And that's all the time we are giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sunny Bunch. At JB Last. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard under Podcast, and we're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. Uh, I forgot to tell you. You know, I've started to uh, run again a little bit. Hey. You know, maybe three times a week. And I shouldn't have mentioned this uh, to... uh, uh, Captain Bill Dwyer's uh, family because um, Mrs. Bill Dwyer, Aaron uh, Dwyer, uh, she's an avid marathon runner, and she said, "That's it. I got to sign you up." And Are I you said, doing it? So uh, I'm going something very marathonish, marathon. So I'm not quite there yet, and I have till September to get ready for this one. Are you going to do the? This is the RM. The reduced marathon, reduce RM. This is, but only slightly, <laughs> only like slightly. The, re- the reduced. Is, I am going. She marathon. said she's signing me up, and we're going to do it together. The nine eleven run.
that begins at the Pentagon, and it runs up to New York City. It's slightly zero. less than a marathon. It's 5K. I don't know how many miles. It's like 20 miles. I think it's like 20 miles, 5K. And uh, but I have uh, a couple months to get ready for that. How far do you run when you go out running now? Just out of curiosity. I'm not. I'm not revealing. I'm not revealing this. I okay. For, so I got the Under Armour uh, Matt My Run app for the first time on my phone. You know what you I need. Don't have the, I don't have a watch. You need an Apple Watch Series 3 Nike for mm. athletes. For, <laughs> uh, so I ran uh, two. I point, have one. I did uh, 2.26 uh, miles. Uh, <laughs> and that was, and I and I almost died. I almost JVL. I almost died. Some of that was uphill. Some of that was uphill. I'm sure I'm it's fine. <laughs>